0: Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of the Traction.gg podcast, where we talk about racing games, sim racing, and racing esports. Today, we're going to get the insight into the mind of the very top of racing esports, because we're speaking to the world's first Olympic virtual series champion and the reigning FIA nations cup champion. It is of course Valerio Gallo, who is one of the quickest drivers in Gran Turismo history. Now. You may be playing Gran Turismo a lot, or you may not be. Either way, I think this gives some superb insight into what it takes to take your driving to the next level. We will also touch upon racing against Gran Turismo Sophie, which is the revolutionary new artificial intelligence which Valerio has challenged. So, please do listen, uh, rate and subscribe at the end of the episode if you've enjoyed it. But for now, here's our conversation with Valerio Gallo. Ciao Valerio, how are you?
1: Ciao, (laughs) ciao, (laughs) Lola.
0: That's as far as my Italian goes, I'm afraid. (laughs) So (laughs) uh, we'll we'll have to do this in English, unfortunately. But yes, Valerio Gallo, thank you very much for joining us on the Traction Podcast. How are you today?
1: Uh, Thank you so much, guys. I'm really good. I'm enjoying also Gran Turismo 7. And yeah, hopefully for a new season of racing. And I'm really, really excited
0: nice yeah well i think everybody out there is oh, not everybody but many many millions of players will have enjoyed grand turismo 7 already and i know i'm still playing it myself even though the review is long gone we're writing lots of guides on the traction website and on the youtube channel as well so we thought it'd be a really good idea to speak to you, valerio as you are a gran turismo champion in the world series fia backed no less uh, nation's cup for 2021 and Also, you've been very successful in the Manufacturer Series and the Nations Cup in 2020 as well. So basically, you're one of the quickest Gran Turismo drivers in the world, full stop, there's there's no argument. (laughs) You're also inside Gran Turismo 7, which is really cool. So we'd like to discuss Gran Turismo 7, GT Sport, and maybe a bit of Gran Turismo Sophie as well, if that's okay. But firstly, before we get into that, where are you in the world? Where are you based? Obviously you're proudly Italian, but whereabouts in Italy and is that where you're speaking to us uh, so
1: today? yeah <laughs> as you can see I'm italian and i I live in Rome uh it's where i' it's where I born and I still live in and yeah, I'll say my life is um a mix of uh, you know of gran turismo and also the personal real life and because i study in the meanwhile and, and yeah i also let's say i'm trying to also balance uh, the the two things uh considering gran turismo in this while has uh, i spent a lot of time in, in gran turismo for let's say achieving my last uh let's say my last um results let's say
0: yeah, I see. It must be uh, tricky to balance Gran Turismo when it's not a full-time occupation. If that makes sense, you know, you're not. Yeah. It's not a full-time job, right? Um, thank you very much. That's interesting. So in Rome, that's a lovely, lovely part of the world. <laughs> I'd love to go back sometime. Maybe now COVID's uh, calming down a little bit, we'll we'll be able to travel again. So I'm going to ask right back in terms of what was the first Gran Turismo game that you played, or rather, what was the first Gran Turismo game that you really enjoyed that got you into the series.
1: So, um, making, let's say, a huge jump back into the past because, um, let's say, I feel like Gran Turismo 1. Yeah, I feel like Gran Turismo 1 or 2, probably more true than the first one. Mm -hmm. uh, is where I really started playing Gran Turismo because I still have, like, uh, I remember having the old clips from my dad that I was playing Gran Turismo 2 when I was three years old. And like in that clip, I was like so fashioned by the game, even though I wasn't, let's say, understanding what I was playing. But mm. but yeah, in the years inside of me, I understood what I was playing and what was my passion. And and I also have to take my dad because uh, it's the passion that has been transferred from my from my dad, and it's something that uh, I I will never abandon. You know, so yeah. Uh, yeah
0: how did you make the transition from you know playing grunge's bow 2 for example and obviously through as the games evolved 5 introduced the online play and then we had the competitions in duty sport what took it to the next level for you from a passion and a hobby to something that you actually want to be successful in
1: well let's say uh for sure the community because uh, the GT community is uh, really big. Um, when I started back in, uh, what was it, uh, 2012? Yeah, that's like in Gran Turismo 5, I started to, let's say, make my first online uh, racing. Um, I was racing inside the Viper Concept Leagues, which at the time was a very big YouTuber for Gran Turismo. And then like from there, I met so many fast guys that also... Um, made me join their, let's say, um, group, which is now also a family for me. And, and there, you know, uh, I met so many people that uh, made me uh, learn about racing and also how to be faster. And I had, like, uh, so many references to, to compare with, um, as well with, with, my, with myself, that I was still learning the game. And, you know, uh, I've been through GT5, GT6, that I was racing, but let's say privately, I wasn't racing internationally. When mm-hmm. when I really started to, let's say, focus on the Grand Turismo Championships, it was obviously on GT Sport. And it was, uh, I think it was in, yeah, in early 20, 2019, because I missed the first... Um, 2018 championships uh, it's actually where I discovered about the FIA championships because I see. for me it was totally new so mm. and yeah let's say from 2019 and so on it's where I really started to let's say compete at the high levels and also to improve myself because obviously I was racing with the most let's say with the fastest guys in the world you know
0: I see that's really interesting so it all starts with like the community that was with Grunge of 5 online and then keeping that going, watching the first FIA uh, World Series and going, right, I can do that, let's let's go. That's cool. I mean, and it just goes to show that if people are playing Gran by 7 or still playing GT Sport with a group of friends in a community, I know I, I do that on a weekly basis, and I know there are many communities out there, if someone's really good in there, that can really help push them on, and then you can progress even further, and also enter the FIA events which are within the game, which is another cool feature, right? Yeah. So... You mentioned there like obviously we'll touch upon 2021 in a second i want to touch upon 2020 because you said you qualified for the previous uh two or three finals before that um but 2020 for many was when a lot of people stood up and took notice of you because that was like the breakthrough year so i think me won everything that year but you were second in the nations cup and i think fourth in the manufacturer series correct and yeah there were some really good results you won races as well within the the world finals um how was that year for you and then how did you take another step up for twenty twenty one did that those results of nearly winning inspire you even more
1: uh yeah for sure because let's say the gap from twenty uh, nineteen from twenty twenty was huge because uh, like uh, when i when i noticed that uh like i won the um the manufacturer series in europe and becoming uh, uh, vice European champion in nations Cup before the world finals mm. uh, yeah uh, for me uh, it was uh, for sure um, a strength that i I found uh, a confidence uh, but also let's say uh, i I found the right uh, the right mentality because Let's say, before I was much more anxious about myself when I was racing. But then once I got used to the game, to the strategies and also to the driving style, because I got, uh, let's say, inspired by many, many drivers out there. And, you know, once I found the, the key to the success, let's say, uh, even though I was uh, three points behind me as Zono after the Nations Cup World Finals, which uh, made me second at the end, but for me it was already a um, a huge step yeah. um, above, let's say, the past results that I that I've done before. So for me it was uh, a to- totally a change, and and I also knew that next the next year I could also maybe become the champion. But I had to really believe myself uh, first, and that's what I did in 2020 because uh, I was really. Really trying to improve every little thing of myself, and but also trying to um, not uh, be so anxious about myself, and trying to relax uh, right. because I think that's the best attitude for racing. So
0: interesting. So there's a there's a mental game there that you're able to develop and improve upon, right? Your mental state of being more relaxed. I see, and uh, I think a lot lots of drivers at the top or the pinnacle of racing esports will also say something similar, like the mental preparation. There's one thing being quick, but then there's being calm under the pressure, right? Yeah. Moving to 2021, and before the FIA Gran Turismo uh, World Series, there was the first ever Olympic Virtual Series event, time with the confusingly titled 2020 Tokyo Games, even though it's in 21, right? Uh, Anyway, let's not get bogged down in that. You won this event. So you're an Olympic virtual champion. How did that feel?
1: Well, it's magical. I think it's magical because the Olympics was the first ever, um, let's say, exclusive GT event that has uh, took part in uh, in all this time. Because in the end, the Olympics was for sure the... um, the most special event uh, to um, to race because obviously uh, it's not like the traditional Grand Turismo championships and and even for us it was a good occasion to mm. show our racing to all the fans to all the motorsport fans. But even let's say touching the Olympi- the Olympics uh, for us is. Um, is for sure a step in the right direction for, for the motorsport, for the virtual motorsport at least. And I really hope that we can have um, many more occasions in future, uh, especially in real life, uh, as obviously we still had to, let's say, race uh, from home. Mm. But yeah, let's say, it was really magical for the fact that uh, we were like... Every country was represented by only one uh, driver, which qualified for the uh, time trial um, yeah. qualifier. So yeah, so
0: anyone could qualify just to qualify, right, and jump in there. Yeah, so like it didn't matter so much about your driver rating, your sportsmanship rating, and things like this. It was just pure and simple: a time trial, quickest from each nation gets to qualify. So that's yeah. an even that's a huge achievement to even get into the grid. Never mind win it.
1: Yeah, definitely. Like, um, I saw so many guys from a lot of um, a lot of countries, even countries that I never saw racing before. So um, we even had like uh, Malaysian guys, Greek guys, and yeah. In the end, even this this thing of having uh, um, like uh, sixteen different countries, if I remember correctly. That qualified uh, through the Olympics, so it was for sure something really, really special. But at the same time, you know, it was uh, for me, um, it was like, uh, as I said, even the Olympics trailer, like uh, holding, um, holding my country on the shoulders, like trying to represent my country at its right. at its best. So. Uh, that's what I, I tried to do, but also I tried to live in the moment because um, I feel like that an occasion like that is really, really precious, and not only for the competition itself, um, but also for um, for the future of the Digital motorsport. And for me, winning this kind of event was for sure the biggest, um, let's say, um the biggest reason to also win the world championship so the world finals in the Nations Cup and and also to keep winning it, So
0: that was yeah it was amazing. Where, where's the trophy?
1: Uh is it in a special place? <laughs> I mean uh I don't have it right now but no it's that's okay like in the but... other room and yeah, yeah. it's like the cabinet? finally actually there's something funny of it because uh, once I collected all the trophies that I uh, received uh, thanks to Grant Turismo and also the Olympics, um, like I couldn't place even one of the trophies in my room because my room is so small. And, oh, okay. and for me, it was let's say such a such a sad thing because uh, yeah, in the end, I finally found a place for them, in which I also I made a, a post on the social medias about that, and I was really happy because. I had to still receive the last trophies and when I received them and also found a place for them I was like oh damn how much I made for this game <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. So, yeah it's a really yeah. good collection and yeah. uh, we'll, we'll put a link in the description of this episode so you can see Valerio on social media and, and see the picture itself because it's, it's pretty cool <laughs> and um, uh, yeah so one of those trophies in that collection is, is obviously the FA Turismo World Finals Nations Cup for Italy which you won in 2021, at, towards the end of the year, um, first Italian to do so, I believe. Yeah. Uh, talk me through how the world finals went for you, first of all.
1: Um. I mean, there's there's no words for that. I mean, yeah. you just I mean, saw well. that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, like for me, it was uh, it was like winning, but winning with with style because. I won both races, so both the semi-final and the and the grand final race. Yeah. Even though, like, I didn't even need to win, uh, let's say the last race, for example, after winning the semi-final, because actually, um, I was, let's say, for how was the standings before the world finals? I had to um, try to. Um, uh, be consistent and not, let's say, uh, do any mistakes because even though I had such a gap from the second place, so from Jose Serrano Jose T, and also Igor Fraga, I believe, so that was inferred. So yeah, I had to, let's say, um, uh, conc- concretize my results and to be consistent and not do any mistake. Mm. And so even if I didn't uh, need to win, but in the end, I, I wanted to win with style because in the last race, when I got caught by, by um, Baptiste Bevois and also Takuma Mirazono, that were on another strategy and also they were, let's say, risking everything to gain mm. points compared to me. Uh, I had just had to defend from Josete, from Jose Serrano in my case. So even if, uh, for example, Baptiste Bevois or Takuma Miyazono would, would uh, overtake me, I would have uh, let them by just like I did. But then, like, Baptiste Bevois had a mistake at the chicane and also Takuma Miyazono, so in the end, I said, OK, guys, uh, <laughs> I mean, you're just giving me the win once yeah. again, you know? And Let's go. So uh, I went for the occasion. Uh, I went uh, after the last mistake of uh, Beauvoir. I went to try uh defend my place. Uh, as I led I lead like all the race in in first place. Um, so yeah, uh, <laughs> in the end I tried to let's say um, uh, take to the end all this uh, all this race. To the, to the first place and in the end I wasn't even believing uh, what it is because uh, you know it was the four finals I was before the race I was so tense and I wasn't even believing of the achievement I uh, let's say uh, uh, <laughs> how to say <laughs>
0: that's alright you can, like, you can uh...
1: even talking about that Like, it's still um, emotive because um, when I won, I wasn't really understanding anything else. Like, I was so shocked. And, yeah, I think it's the the right word. I think I was shocked about about it. But then, like, after some days, I realized it. Uh, I realized that I won the World Championship, especially the Nations Cup. That, for me, was probably the most, uh, yeah, in the end, the most unique uh, championship to take part in. So, wow. yeah.
0: we well, certainly did it in style. Speaking of GT Spot, I'm going to ask you some quick questions about the game. Do you okay. know how many miles you've driven in the game?
1: Miles? Um, okay, miles. Have, I don't think so because um, actually, I have kilometers in the game, so it's ah okay. Other...
0: That's dumb.
1: <laughs> yeah, That's but I feel like I feel like if I've done like uh almost four hundred thousand kilometers
0: yeah so i looked at this morning and you've done two hundred seventy-one thousand and eighty miles apparently fun fact if that profile was correct if it was yours yeah which, is, yeah, which yeah. is a lot of miles do you think you'll ever reach level 50 or have you moved on to Gran turismo 7 now
1: oh, man i <laughs> i only arrived at level 49 and yeah. it was like uh half bar to the level 50 and I was yep. actually going to do that but when I started to do like that there was already GT7 coming out and <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah, same. I, I didn't have the opportunity to complete the game to 100% but I will do it yeah. soon because it's still the last milestone that in GT Sport probably was the most frust, uh, frustrating milestone yeah, to yeah, achieve yeah. because it's really it takes you so long to arrive to level 50. And yeah, yeah, I hope so in the future.
0: (laughs) Yeah, because I was in a similar scenario, similar in nowhere near as uh, quick as you, but I was on level 47 and a bit, I think. And I was like, two months ago, I was like, right, I'm going to do this before Gran Turismo 7. But then, of course, the Gran Turismo 7 review copy arrived, you know, a couple of weeks before the game launches. And then, of course, I'm playing that, not playing GT Sport. And then now we're playing... Chess by 7 so I don't know if I'll ever go back but that's the only trophy I need is level 50 like everything else <laughs> done but I'm not sure now but certainly it was 50, a good, good five years
1: like level it's 50 fun. even greater than a FAA trophy you know it's, <laughs> How do you it's think? even more important <laughs> oh maybe I'll go back and do that <laughs>
0: <laughs> obviously there was this big uh, artificial intelligence breakthrough recently Sophie oh, yeah. by Sophie. and I wanted to touch upon that because I think it's fascinating now, this is not a feature that's in Gran Turismo 7 yet. Maybe it will be in the future in some form, but it's not quite clear. But it was used, it was tested with GT Sport. And this is a artificial intelligence that learns based on individual people's behaviours. And in the end has become extremely good. There's a great video on the internet, we'll link below, where Valerio is uh, beaten by it. <laughs> but you're not the only person <laughs> I mean, it's driving over.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> Goodbye. It's uh, driving some weird lines because like it's on the grass for the last corner of uh, Autodromo Lago Maggiore. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. It so what that was it like
0: racing against it? And, and where do you think the future of that's going to gonna go?
1: So like uh, when I started to race against the AI, I was expecting to be like so easy, like first try. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I just looked at it uh, like the driving lights the, um, the AI was taking and I was like what? Yeah. <laughs> like I, I, it's something that it's not even real you know because um, as, as much as I was used to do the normal racing lines I was like seeing the AI doing such a different lines like slower entries but it was still able to keep the speed out of the mm. corners but yeah. also, for example, uh, for example, the AI putting two tires on the grass to try maximize the entry in the corner, for example, and to have a, also a better exit, and that was really shocking, uh, like the AI able to to be pushed at its uh, at its very limit, and it's something that for sure it's. Um, revolutionary for uh, Gran yeah. Turismo, for the Gran Turismo series as we know that in the past Gran Turismo uh, the AI was, let's say it was pretty weak, I would say because the cars were really clean and also slow and so it was pretty easy to beat but having a AI like that, that can comp- like, understand your behavior and also mm. adapt to your behavior, yeah. like defending or attacking you, or also like, um, uh, for example, I saw that uh, once the AI overtakes you, he takes you, like he cuts uh, your line to be able to not give you the slipstream. Right, right. So it's a very smart AI, and that's a really good feature because uh, I feel like many Gran Turismo players can also learn by the AI by the, um, by a faster driver because, uh, we, I mean, there's us, there's us that we can learn about the game, but there can also be like, um, the AI. So Sophie, and it's a really good feature. And I think that many people will also, will also learn to, to get faster against, uh, such yeah. a difficult AI.
0: Yeah, I think. Like it's still in its nascent stages, right? It's, I don't, publicly, it's not been seen running in Gran Turismo Seven at all. But in one of the presentations, the the game's uh, lead Kazunori Yamaguchi, he was saying how it could be maybe used as like a driver training tool or something like this. It seems like a hypothesis more than a reality at the minute. But just to watch the video where you're competing against it is one thing. By the way, I will give you credit for the first half of the lap; you are ahead. <laughs> so that you know, yeah, it's actually, just that final sector. Uh,
1: I feel like that I was probably the closest guy to the AI uh, yeah, yeah. because there was also Igor Fraga, Emily Jones yeah. that tried to beat the AI. Also the Japanese guys that made the race against the they AI. They had a race.
0: Yeah, that was fascinating. Yeah.
1: yeah, And, you know, actually watching that race, it felt like a world tour, you know? It felt like uh, they were racing against humans, mm. even though it was the, uh, it was Sophie, the... artificial intelligence
0: so in a race Sophie acts very aggressively it's like no I'm going to win I'm going to take your line but that's the ruthlessness you need to win a world series right I think or a leading esports championship so it has it has that built in but obviously I think and I could be wrong here but I believe it it will learn and improve based on individual drivers right so if I was doing it it wouldn't be anywhere near as quick as it would be against if you were doing it I think but we'll have to see how it it plays out anyway it's cool that you got to try it yeah (laughs) Uh, all right, so the big topic is Gran Turismo 7 because uh, this is going to be released a few weeks after we recorded. But at the time of recording, it came out just seven days ago for most people. Um, are you having fun?
1: Well, a ton of fun. Um, it's, the, it's a Gran Turismo, it's a serious Gran Turismo, and uh, it's the Gran Turismo I learned to, to play in the past and having, uh, you know, the carry mode, the single player mode, and having to collect the cars and modify them, and, and many, many other things that, you know, makes the game not just a racing game, but a global, uh, let's say, motorsport celebration. Because for me, every time I play this game, it's like um, a car festival, you know? Yeah. And also... Uh, like a, a showroom of all the best cars in the game, and also an, let's say, an encyclopedia. encyclopedia? Should I say that? Yeah, yeah um, encyclopedia. Yeah. yeah, it's like something that really—it's a game that really educates you uh, for uh, getting into the motorsport world. So mm. yeah. that's what I feel like about GT Seven right now.
0: Yeah, I would—I would agree with that. It's—it's a it's, uh, definitely an educational experience. And I personally find it quite enjoyable trying to collect all the cars. Although the way the used car dealership and legend car dealerships work at the minute, it's gonna we're gonna be playing it for some time before they're all available. Yeah, which is kind of the appeal, I think. That, that's the whole.
1: Yeah, hope. I feel like. Oh, okay. I, wonder, I feel on. like that uh, this game really uh, wants you to keep playing the game to yeah. also see how dynamic this game is. Because, for example, one day we have in the used. Uh, in the used deal- dealership. Um, we have some kind of cars. Then the other day, we have certain uh, type of cars. And then you also have the legendary cars, which are also very expensive. So you have to, let's say, farm yourself yeah. to, get, to be able to uh, buy those cars. So yeah, I feel like the single player mode is uh, back alive uh, in comparison to GT Sport, where obviously it was much more uh, the game was much more focused on the um, on the online competitions, yeah. And that's that's the Gran Turismo I wanted um, since a lot of time. So yeah,
0: yeah. So uh, you're in the game several times, and I'm going to say this: I- I've beaten you a few times, Valerio. You know, And it, it felt good. <laughs> well, obviously, I mean, it's not actually you I'm racing against. But it's really cool one. to see.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: I bet people are posting to your social media saying, "Oh, look, it's." It's you, which was real cool. Uh, how did that I, come about? Like the
1: meme, you know, the Spider-Man meme.
0: You, oh yeah, you, yeah. you.
1: <laughs> no, it's you. <laughs> I mean, man, it's hilarious, but at the same time, uh, it's uh, it's like it's like I realized a dream f- from since the childhood. You know, uh, like I've. I've changed from being. I've switched from being a casual player of the game to being featured inside the game. Mm. That's really insane, you know. And when you when I think about it, and when I also see myself racing, like, uh, I don't. I don't even think it's myself. <laughs> like, who's the real me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. It's it's something that uh, Gran Turismo. Um, I, I really ap- appreciate about uh, what they done, uh, what they did, and and I feel like that as well. All the other FIA drivers are really, um, let's say, are really pleased about this uh, this this way of uh, featuring featuring us in yeah. the game, and so not only in the FIA championships. So yeah, it's a it's a goal. It's a a really big goal, and I hope that also many other people can have the same uh, same occasions.
0: Yeah, I think hopefully it will just um, showcase the Gran Turismo eSports drivers more and provide more context and character to you and get more people watching it in the future in whatever form that's going to take uh, this year, which I'm sure will be announced at a later date. The, the physics are quite different in Gran Turismo 7 to GT Sport, so you're going to have to be almost relearning most things, right? Like, it's a completely yeah, different definitely. process.
1: Yeah, I feel like that we, we made such a... Uh, like, from Gran Turismo Sport to Gran Turismo 7, there's such a difference. Uh, like, at first, I felt like there wasn't going to be such a difference, but in the end, mm. uh, we had, for example, an understeering physics in GT Sport, which now in GT7 is totally the opposite. It's very steering. Like you can feel more the difference between the road cars, which are uh, undrivable uh, at times, but it's, it I feel like it's, I feel like it's the best uh, way to, let's say, uh, show off uh, yeah, the driving right. style of the cars, of the, of certain uh, type of cars. Because for example, we have the racing cars um, like the racing cars are so good to drive you really enjoy them uh, while driving and but yeah for example the road cars uh, <laughs> yeah sometimes, well it depends
0: yeah sometimes you have, you have big
1: momentum like in the corners and uh, for example I saw in the license test that there were some muscle cars and also in the missions yeah. and yeah You have to be so so yeah. You have to be so gentle in the inputs Mm -hmm. because uh, what I felt like is that even if you go, for example, um, half input on the throttle, uh, the car will still spin. And something that in GT Sport you could give, for example, three quarters of throttle, and the car will still
0: grip. Yeah, right, right, right.
1: So it's definitely um, more challenging physics, but it's actually also fun to learn because. Uh, I'm for the oversteer for myself um, so uh, even though I was used to the uh let's say GT sport physics which were mm. under theory, but I quite enjoy more this kind of physics so yeah
0: yeah well we have a I have a colleague who was struggling with some of the uh, muscle car tests uh, in Grätschberg the cafe in Grätschberg 7 so now he'll be very happy to know that a world champion was also uh, struggling as well, right? So that's good. And, uh, and also, yeah, like you mentioned there, like you have to be so very gentle with the throttle with a rear-wheel drive road car. One of the license tests is with a, an AMG uh, at Dragon Trail. And the first time I did that, I just span around four times. Uh, and you've got to really adjust, haven't you? It's really interesting. But, uh, but it's for a challenge. Me,
1: I think for me, it was like the, you know, the a big long corner on the right of uh, Willow Springs, like the long right-hander oh, of Willow Springs. towards the, the end of the lap.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And that was probably the most frustrating license because oh, the car was right. it's drifting. Yeah,
0: so, yeah. yeah,
1: yeah uh, it's Very difficult to like... work
0: out the line around that corner, isn't it? And then when you work out the line, you, you put too much throttle and you're in the, in the yeah, weeds. Yeah, it's such
1: a long corner because you don't see like yeah, the yeah, end yeah. of it. But... No. The thing is, uh, already from the entry of that corner, the car will still slide, and you have to keep the throttle all the time like below the half of the throttle, let's say. Yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah, I think that's the, like in a nutshell, I feel like that's the physics of the game, and it's definitely more challenging. Um, And I feel like that in this way also, many many more guys can also still learn about uh, the driving style because uh, in comparison to gt sport i feel like there's much more gap of learning uh, here in in gt7 than uh, it was in uh, gt sport
0: i would agree with that and certainly i'm not going to disagree with an expert like yourself but it's it's, there there is a more deeper learning curve yeah But but then when you do get it it's more satisfying um, all right. Well, thank you very much for your time. I don't want to take up too much more of your time, but I'm going to finish <laughs> with three three quick questions, if that's okay. All right. What's your current setup, the equipment that you use? What seat? I can see you've got a play seat and what wheel. Is that a TGT2?
1: Um, it's the first gen of the Thrustmaster ah, TGT. The, the TGT thrustmaster. Yeah. Cool. Uh, yeah, obviously the play seat, as you can see. Yeah. And, and then, like, I have this wall rig, which is also mounted with a monitor. I feel like it's a, yeah, it's a BenQ monitor. And nice. obviously offered by my team and I want to still thank my team for for that because yep. uh, before uh, I was racing, you know, on a desk with a wheel like uh, shaking and on a chair like yours, for example. So yeah. it was for me really painful. So I want to still thank them for the for providing me all the uh, all the stuff. Nice. Because for now for now I'm racing but I'm racing uh, really uh, comfortably and that's something that it's an extra while racing because you don't feel so much yeah. stress and also uh, tired.
0: Cool. Yeah, you don't have to think about your yeah. if what <laughs> if, if your if your desk is going to fall apart or wobble or shake or anything because yeah. you know it's just a, and I had a PS5 I take it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, of course, definitely. absolutely. I was lucky okay.
1: actually because, oh yeah, yeah. I mean, in this period, finding a PS5 is like a miracle. But <laughs> I was lucky this summer to have it for for Gran Turismo Seven.
0: Nice one. Yeah, that's good. Um, the other thing is, I was going to ask quickly: Do you miss shuffle races?
1: Oh man, Gran Turismo Five shuffle <laughs> racing. Uh, only ask man, because I mentioned them was, apparently too many times. Know, but... that was the best feature. It was. in a Gran Turismo uh, multiplayer mode yeah, because yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, like just joining the lobby and having uh, having you assigned a car and, and competing with all the other cars that were randomly assigned to the players and that were also balanced between uh, themselves because actually if i remember correctly um, like you had you you had you already had the performance point system, so yep, it was a thing uh, before GT seven. So <laughs> you could already balance the cars. So even before GT Sport, for example, before the BOP system, and so it was really working. It was so fun to do, and yeah, I, I'm I'm really hopeful for GT seven to bring it back because me for me it's the best. Yeah, like it's the best. Um, racing mode that they could uh, have. So,
0: yeah, I mean, GT Seven is going to be um, supported and updated for a long time. I think there's already a statement with a bullet point list of here all the cool things we're going to add. And so, I really hope. I mean, it's not the end of the world, but it was. A re- I had a really good fun time. I have very. And I fond gotta say, I want to
1: also add that, for example, in GT Sport, uh, the BOP system was working properly on the racing cars, so Group Four and Group Three yeah. cars. Yep but for example on the street cars, it was way oh, too unbalanced. The yeah and like it's even like uh paradoxical or how should i call it like paradoxal i don't know but it was funny that for example already in grand turismo 5 you read you had like this system that could balance the cars mm-hmm. m- way better
0: yeah that's so, true and we'll see how the pp uh progresses in grand turismo 7 i think there's some refinement still needed there but i think I think hopefully they'll get there. Yeah, um, but yeah, suffer races for the win. Thank you very much. Thank you. Uh, that means <laughs> you a lot. That's great. Okay. So, so one last question: If you were to name one car or one track that's not in Gran Turismo Seven, uh, what would it be?
1: Uh, so, um, I feel like, for example, in the Group Two cars, um, we could add probably the Honda NSX JGTC, like yep. the mobile one, yeah, or nice the one. Takata NSX. NSX. Because yeah. they were my favorite, most favorite Hondas, back in uh, GT4, for, for example. Um, and I also have uh, some cars like hyper cars, for example, that I really love. I'm I'm so fan of the Saline S7, for example. For oh, example.
0: Oh yeah, nice.
1: Uh, also the Volkswagen uh, W12 Nardo. Uh, that. Oh yeah, that's cool. Probably for me where the most favorite cars uh, to have in the game and you know I feel like also the Escudo has to be in GT7 once uh, once we get new DLCs I feel like the Escudo has to be there because it's such a legendary car
0: yeah a lot of people think of Gran Turismo when you see that car the the Suzuki Pike's Peak it was amazing and what what track would you like to see in the game that's not already there just it can be anywhere
1: Um, I feel like um, Motegi first as Ooh, a yeah. real circuit because that's I good. feel like it's been missing a lot from uh, f- from the last game so GT6 yeah so uh, that's my most favorite track uh, real track after the Nürburgring and as an original circuit um, I have many but Apricot Hill uh, also uh, well we have already uh, high speed ring which is also another track that I really like. But uh, yeah, I would say probably El Capitan or also the street Circus. Like there were some street circuits Ooh. like uh, Cittadaria, which is uh, the that really tight track that goes uphill and then goes downhill. And it's so tight. It's probably the tightest track that which? was in GT4.
0: Ooh. Oh yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, it's like through a village.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's a village yeah, that yeah, yeah, yeah. you go first. That uphill. was a cool one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And you can't go side go by downhill. side there, though. <laughs> yeah, there's like, then uh, when going back, there's like an arch that yeah, takes you right. inside a road, which is very tight. And it's a track that I, for some reason, even if it was crazy, but I really liked. So Same. yeah, That
0: was a deep <laughs> cut. That was in GT4, wasn't it? And was it in Prologue as well? Yeah, that was a brilliant yeah. circuit. Yeah. Good, yeah, good
1: yeah. Shout. cool and also like uh when watching for example the world records about the track it's just insane how they could do a uh, world record on i've
0: not seen those i'll have to check are they on youtube after what that's gonna waste my evening watching some world records yeah it's,
1: i think that's the the pinnacle of the uh grand turismo world records in my opinion nice
0: so, oh okay i'll have to check those out Well, Valerio Gallo, thank you very much for your time. Uh, It's been a pleasure to talk all things Gran Turismo and very best of luck with the season ahead.
1: Grazie, ragazzi, and thank you so much for having me in the podcast. See you soon.
0: Well, thank you for joining us there for our conversation with Valerio. I hope we've gained some insight into what it takes to be at the very top of racing esports in the world of Gran Turismo. And I hope you've been enjoying Gran Turismo 7, or maybe you're not enjoying it. Let us know in the comments either way on YouTube if you're listening or watching there. If you're on Spotify, please do follow and leave a star rating in the mobile app. If you're on Apple Podcasts, please do subscribe and leave a review there. They're very small, trivial things that might take two minutes, but they help us to get more guests on, like Valerio, on the podcast, which is a big help for everybody. Uh, Next week, we're going to be speaking to David Brabham, as in the David Brabham the Le Mans winner and he's started this uh, Brabham esports team and also his Brabham road cars are in some video games so there's a crossover there so please do tune in for that as ever keep it pinned